just kind of like had a play with all of these sounds and recordings and all these little bits and bobs that I could put into each episode or like effects and you know like maybe with time I'll get more confident about this sort of stuff but for now I'm sorry it won't be very interesting it's literally just my voice blabbing on for 15 to 20 minutes um and yeah in in in, in but you know from from my side at home currently where I am sitting recording because lockdown um I've created myself a little quiet corner in my house so I've pushed a little uh chair into the corner I've got my little like makeshift lap desk where I've got you the iPad and then I've got my my journal which is actually on my computer because I haven't mentioned this yet but while I was traveling um like a true millennial that I am I'm really not that's hysterical I am like the worst millennial but anyway um but at the age of 23 before millennials were even a thing while I was like going around India and you know traveling from here to there to everywhere um I was documenting everything basically just on uh my iPad um because I refused to put pen to paper because that is what this generation does um but yeah so welcome back to Chai with Shy from my quiet corner with my cup of chai um I've been craving this like for ages just this cup of chai but um I decided I would wait until I was sat down recording because otherwise I can't record chai with chai without the chai and so forth. So today we are at Goa. Um, we are at Goa part one. That is the name of the uh, chapter which leads us to believe that there is going to be a part two. So here we go, 25th of February 2011. So this whole Goa thing was a bit random. I'm all up for spare of the moment trips, but this was a bit ridiculous. On Tuesday night, we were having dinner with some people. Mia, Sachin and Rajan. All made up names, brilliant. I'm going to Goa on Thursday. Come, Rajan announced to the table. Yeah, sounds like fun, was Giovanna's response. I was not doing an Indian accent then at all. That just how was how I said it. This conversation went on for a while, but I didn't really think anything of it. and wasn't that fussed about going because I knew that I'd be going soon when Lisa got there. Dinner carried on and we all went home. All booked. Flights tomorrow at 2.30 was what I woke up to the next morning when I came downstairs, to which I was obviously shocked. But I thought to myself, what the hell? So Thursday, 2.30pm came around and there I was on a tiny plane to Goa with two 45-year-old women and a similarly aged guy. Lovely people, but not necessarily the people I envisaged going to go with. The people we met when we got there were, well, I haven't decided on an appropriate word for them yet. We were greeted at the airport after Rajan had left by a white S-class Mercedes, which was looking pretty slick. Out of the car came this small, skinny woman who completely ignored me to greet her two friends. I wasn't that bothered, since it had been a while for them. Anyway, what happened from then on isn't that interesting. What was really interesting was the whole setup of the people that I'm currently residing with. So, you have Barney. Another brilliant name. I don't know where I get these names from. So you have Barney, who has two sons and a daughter. She was married to a man whose name I forget, so let's just call him John. Then you have Cam, which I'm guessing is a nickname for some long, complicated Indian name. But that's a fake name, so I don't know why I said that. Who has four daughters, I think. Now, this is the story, as I understand thus far. Barney was married to John, but apparently John was really bad and physically and emotionally abused her. So two years ago, she met Carmen and began an emotional affair with him. Basically, no sex, 
as she so eloquently put it. It was simple. I left my husband and kids to be with cum. And when that didn't work out, I went back. Simple. So friggin' casual about the whole thing. So yeah, she went back to John, but nine months ago, John died from cancer, I think. And within a very short space of time, Barney was back with Cam. So now looking at Cam, I know a lot less about his train wreck of a marriage. But what I do know is that he was forced into an arranged marriage at 23 and divorced three months ago. And yes, I am aware of the six-month interim where she was single and he was married. But nonetheless, they were together during this time. But I've been told that they weren't together physically until three months ago. As in, they weren't having sex for six months. When we first arrived yesterday, we went to have some food, which gave me a chance to observe. These two were all over each other, constantly touching, raving about their perfect lives while Giovanna and Mia was praising them with compliments as to how good they look. So I presume they were all caught up in the excitement, so I indulged them with their perfect love story. To be honest, it wasn't until an hour ago that I fully understood the complexities of this family. So it was Barney's birthday today. So last night they were having a party at the resort that we were staying in that they owned and not yet opened. So at a 45-year-old woman's party, there were only five people who matched her age. The rest were all children that these two had. This family is purely and simply fucked. The boys from Barney's side are so touchy-feely with the girls from Cam's side, and the amount of touching of each other's body parts was just unbearable. Barney and Cam behaved like drunk, horny teenagers, worse than any people I've ever grown up with. They couldn't keep their hands off each other, and the eldest out of all the kids, a 23-year-old girl, who was actually half-decent, even pointed out the fact that they were hugging... 24 by 7 language barriers. I didn't do the accent then at all, just by the way. But the weirdness doesn't stop there. The incestuous behaviour flows through to the boyfriends and girlfriends of these kids to the point where I seriously couldn't tell if I had just walked into an orgy. I mean, this is India for Christ's sake and these people were acting worse than anything I've ever seen in London or anywhere else for that matter. But yet they, yet they think that they are super cool and trendy because they can do shots for in front of their parents and smoke and swear in front of them. The whole experience made me feel sick, so I gave up. However, the more time I spend here, the more I find out. Like, as an example, one of the boys, he's 18, fat and not good looking, and is with a 23-year-old girl. Not skinny, but not fat, and not attractive at all. But still, 23-year-old girl with an 18-year-old boy is just wrong, and yet the parents don't say anything. Me, on the other hand, she is blatantly a gold digger. Did I forget to mention that this boy has three cars, one of which is an M3, and the other two I'm not so sure about, but you can imagine. Out of a concern for the boy, someone needs to say something. Now, basically, I'm stuck at this resort with no internet, not really anyone I want to talk to, and frizzly hair. I just can't get over the so-called family and the randomness of everything going on around me. I I interpret this behaviour as a way of Indian people trying to overcompensate for the image that surrounds them. People see Indians as being strict and conservative and unfamiliar with modern ways of life. I see this family as being perfectly aware of this reputation, therefore doing literally anything to avoid being in the stereotype group of people. But then again, that's just my interpretation. I want to get out of here really soon, as I'm not so, not so sure how much more I can take. I think this was, so that's the end of that chapter, but I think that was the first like experience that I had with um, Indians not really being the way that I think British Indians, or I'm surprised I haven't used the term yet, I refer to us as Brindians, but... Um, I think growing up here, um, being born and raised British, but obviously coming from an Indian family, you know, like we always did the Bali and like, but that was really about it. Um, so I think the image that we always have of Indians is like this, you know, very traditional, they don't party, they don't drink, they don't smoke, you know, like everyone there is vegetarian, blah, blah, blah. And that's really sad because that is entirely not the case. 
Um, this family that I'd encountered at this point, I remember I hated every single one of them. I was miserable there. Um, they annoyed the hell out of me because it was an overcompensation. So I think everything that I'd said like nine years ago, I still stick by that. Um, but the, 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 the funny part is, is then over the past nine years, I actually, I, after this whole India trip, I actually ended up moving to India and I lived there for seven years um in Delhi um but like I understand what Indians are really like now this family isn't like some super modern like you know really awesome great evolved family this was somebody who is trying so hard to break this idea that actually they go way too far off in the other direction funnily enough like since this trip and since those days like I have never encountered those people again um I have asked the character that plays Giovanna in the story um, had a few times asked her but um, I don't even really remember what the outcome was but I think it was needless to say that the two were not together anymore or something like that anyway now we go to the 28th of February 2011 Goa part 2 so now I'm back in Hyderabad and I have to admit I am much happier on Friday we had an entire plan to a plan in place to leave those weird and wonderful people Barney and Cam but obviously since everyone here is just that impulsive that plan changed again but once we got to where we needed to be the plan changed back I have no idea what I'm referring to in that I really don't know I'm sorry I've spent the past three days with just Giovanna and Mia and it has been interesting to hear their opinions on this whole Barney and Cam thing which has extremely confused me after Three days of analysing the situation, they seem to think that it's good for Barney and it isn't her fault since Cam has pulled her into everything. What I'm not liking about these people I have come across is that they seem to think that they are being super cool and modern with having boyfriends and not husbands and letting their kids smoke, drink and talk about drugs that they have consumed and full on snog their boyfriends in front of them. God, that was a long sentence. I'm not saying that I am above them, therefore I can judge. But I do not think that since I, but I do think that since I come from England and I think that I've been exposed to both sides of the spectrum, I can form a valid opinion. The way I see it, people here are just so desperate to rid themselves of this conservative and rigid background that they end up taking it too far. Like the 18-year-old boy dating a 23-year-old girl. I mean, anywhere in the world, a normal loving parent, um, a normal loving parent would step in to protect their son, not leave him because they think the son will respect them more. At 18, I still had rules and boundaries. Not that I liked them or obeyed them, but I still had them. It just seems like there are either the conservative old-fashioned Indians who stare at me in disgust when I'm on the beach in a bikini, and then the Indians who think that they are modern and cruel and that they have managed to lo lose any sense of decency or normality, is that a word. I'm yet to come across a type of Indian in the middle of these two extremes, even in England. An interesting conversation did arise one night over dinner in Goa when Giovanna began comparing the Indian women, Indian women in Birmingham to Indian women here. Jo here meaning India, of course. Giovanna seemed to think that Indian women in Birmingham are stuck in the mindset of the 80s when they left India and therefore still behave like old-fashioned Indians. At the time, I agreed with her because they are different to the Indian women I have met here. However, on reflection, I don't think I do agree with her. I have to go back to the point I attempted to make at the beginning of this section that I feel Indian women here are simply overcompensating and trying hard to break the stereotype that the Western world has on India. I have a feeling that my mind is so fickle that by tomorrow I will completely disagree with everything I have just written and I don't think that I have managed to explain myself fully yet. I'm very confused about all of this. The other point that I feel needs to be raised is this poverty thing. 
The reason I disliked India last time I was here was because whenever I was in the car, we would drive past these poor families who literally live on the side of the road. Nothing has frigging changed, nor will it ever. We lie there on the beach smoking the most expensive brand of cigarettes and drinking alcohol and ordering food and not finishing it. And then children are in front of me performing to make some money. I know that I could give the children some food or money, but how does that help in the grand scheme of things? You just feel totally and completely useless. I'm not so sure how I will cope with this later on in my travels, and I do worry that I'm going to adopt a baby from the side of the road and give it a home. Today I've been here for exactly one week, and I'm not sure what I feel about India yet. I suppose coming here and instantly feeling at home would be asking too much. And plus, I miss my mum a lot. So, um... I think I kind of like just ended up repeating in that a lot of uh, what I kind of spoke about in between chapter readings. Um, I think at this stage of my travels, I was I was quite like, I didn't have any friends, right? So by this point, I was only hanging out with the couple whose house I was living with and, and their friends, which is fine. I mean, you know, like, obviously that makes sense because you can't expect to have friends within one week. I think in the background of all of this, basically... I, have to, I can't remember the names, fake names I've given them, but Ramu, uncle's son, the eldest one, um, he, because they were all from Hyderabad originally, even though they'd all like grown up and moved out, they also had friends um, in town. And so I think they both asked their, their kids to like put me in touch with like people and like, you know, just so I could meet some people and hang out and like to be there for a month was a lot. Also, when I agreed to go and when this whole thing first came about, it was a very different premise. And I think now that I'm like 32 and I've lived in India and I think I've understood living in India and and, and Indian people, I think I've understood a lot better than what I had then. Because at that time, before before I went, um, I was told that like I was gonna, like, they'll, like they were gonna help me get like an internship and so, like, during the days I'll be working. Then also, you know, like, in my head, I thought if I had an internship for a month, then I would, like, become friends or, like, I'd meet people that I'd be working with, that I could hang out with. Um, Ramu uncle had um, a bunch of horses that he used to race. And, like, that's, like, a big part of his life. And every Sunday he used to sit in his study watching the races and um, and he'd, like, he owned them and then people would obviously bet on them and blah, blah, blah. And so I loved horses. So, you know, like, again, when these conversations began, there was this whole notion of that I was going to go work with the horses and look after them. And, you know, like, and so I had this really <laughs> lame kind of idea in my head of um, of sitting, you know, like actually going to these stables and like being all messy and, you know, just sweaty and gross in India and whatever but like you know spending one day cleaning the horses working with the horses feeding the horses riding the horses and I watched far too much tv when I was like a kid so I had all these like very Hollywood dramatized um ideas in my head so when I got to Hyderabad and like you know like all this started like nothing was fixed up although like this couple especially Giovanna like kept telling me that like you know like yeah yeah sorted like you can do this you can do that you work with the horses uh, this, m- what did I call them, Mia, Maya, Mia and Suchin, I think I said, um, they were a couple who owned um, a couple of restaurants in Hyderabad, so then like one of them was that like, I was going to like hang out with them and like do like um, marketing and advertising for the restaurants and like whatever, whatever, but, like I wanted, as much as I didn't want to work and I did just want to explore, I did want some notion of like 
you know, like, of, of, like, work experiences, so that I wasn't just, like, you know, bumming around the entire time or something, but nothing was really sorted, um, and I don't, I mean, I think I get to this much later on, but, um, I, I wasn't happy, like, that first week was just kind of chilling holiday mode, but I definitely get to a point, I think I'm, like, giving you spoilers right now, actually, maybe I should shut up, um, in other news, my phone is going off constantly right now with NDTV news updates about, um, about the lockdown in, in DR, where basically I believe that new rules for lockdown four to be announced before the 18th of May. Oh gosh, what on earth is happening in India? What's happening in this world? It is also hysterical to say that I am sat here at... 10 past, 7 minutes past 4 on a, oh god what day is it, Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Tuesday, I think it's Tuesday, um, the, because of lockdown, because we're, we're here and we're stuck and so because of this I am, I am doing this and I'm either thoroughly entertaining you, fingers crossed, or completely boring you with, um, with this, with this subject matter, um, I will give you a, a little, like, a spoiler alert, um, the next chapter is called Indian Boys dot 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 part one question mark question mark. So you know, that should give you a few little like exciting things to look forward to. Um so I'm out. Um I really need to pee from my tea. Um didn't need to share that with you at all. I apologize. And I will be back with you again soon. Take care.